welcome. You're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Welcome, everyone. We are so excited for today's episode of the Cultivate Podcast. Yeah, we're so excited. So in this series, we are talking about cultivating calling and God's purpose for our lives. And this is such, I feel like, you guys, such a difficult topic sometimes in our lives, just because I feel like there's so much pressure placed on us to figure out this one big calling that God has for our lives. But today we want to talk with our guests just about their story of discovering God's calling for their lives and really just growing in that throughout their lives um, to figure out exactly it is what His purposes are for them. So we have two awesome guests today. Thank you guys so much for coming in today. Thanks for having us here. Yeah, yeah. It's great to have you guys. So today we have Nathan Rickner and Paige Lindgren, and we are just so excited that you guys have joined us. Um, Just for our listeners, let's go ahead and get started talking a little bit about you guys and just about who you are. Um, I'm sure our listeners will want to hear just about your guys' lives and a little bit of your background. So Nathan, you want to start us off? Oh man, we were going to say ladies first. (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was the rule, but uh, (laughs) nope, the the moment's gone now. So uh, I'm 24 years old uh, and I am a worship pastor at Northwoods Community Church in Peoria, Illinois. And so I actually, uh, for those of you who don't know, I get to serve a lot with Kayla and Lydia both um, on worship teams and various other places in the church. So yeah, it's awesome. It's great. And I am 27 years old. I will be 28 in a couple of weeks. And it's a big day. I actually just started a new job today. So congrats. Look at that. Um, But I did a... um, kind of a trip around the Midwest over the past like six, seven, and eight years um, and it's landed me back in Peoria, which I don't know if I ever thought I'd be back here, um, but here I am. So that's a little bit about my story. Great. Awesome. All right. Come on. Now, you guys just pitch the questions. Throw them All out. right. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about, um, like I said, our calling. So our calling as Christ followers and what you guys have learned about um, how to cultivate God's calling for your life. So kind of our first question that we have for you guys is what is something that you believe God calls everyone to as Christ followers? Well, I think the um, big overarching calling in everyone's life is to be in relationship with him um, mm-hmm. in obedience, listening to what he has to say um, and just really leaning into all that he has to show us and offer us um, as Christ followers. Yeah, Yeah. that's so good. So good. Yeah, it's a great way to say it. You know, I actually loved that you guys started with that question because like for me, going through college, even high school, I always got calling and like my vocation like I thought those were the same thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I really wrestled with that. So I love that you guys started um with that question. And it made me realize um the apostle Paul, right? Uh he was called to be an apostle to the Gentiles, and yet you read in Acts 18 that he was by trade a tent maker. 
So mm. his vocation and his calling, they were two different things, but that didn't stop him from fulfilling his calling, right? Yeah. Um, that was the very thing I wrestled with, but I would, I would agree with Paige that, um, you know, to be disciples, to follow Jesus, uh, to make disciples, mm-hmm. that's really first and foremost, that's the most primary thing. Everything yeah. else comes after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I think I remember learning in high school, like really catchy, like love God, love others. Like, you know, that's, that's the basic principle. That's everything you should do. And it wasn't until later that I actually like read it for myself in the word and was like, oh, that's the greatest commandment. That mm. makes sense. And it wasn't yeah. just catchy. It wasn't just like a, you should really do this, but it was like the overall purpose. And one of the things that Jesus placed the greatest emphasis on. Yeah. And I think so too, that like I heard recently the difference between like your calling always stays the same. Like you mm. always are called to do that. Yet your like assignment can change. Yeah. Like your vocation, yeah. your job, whatever yeah. whatever season you're in, that is your assignment for that season. Yeah. So oh, I, I really liked the way that, that was explained yeah. to me one time. Yeah, I love that both of you guys kind of mentioned that difference between, it's like calling is always so tied to vocation, like Nathan was saying. Mm-hmm. But it's so powerful when we realize that we have this overarching calling that no matter what season God has us in, no matter what job, no matter what area of ministry that we're in, if we are fulfilling our calling as a Christ follower that Jesus talks about in Matthew 28, um, when he gives the great commission to go and make disciples and give all the glory back to him. um, If we're fulfilling that, then we're doing exactly what God wants us to do in exactly the time that he wants us to do it. And so that calling can never change. So I love that you said that Paige. I think that's really powerful truth. Yeah. And while we're talking about um, how sometimes that looks different in different seasons, whether that's different jobs or different relationships or different areas of serving, what are some things that you feel like God is calling you or how your calling is playing out in your lives right now? Um, So I I think that I have several different ones, um, which is kind of funny, but to me, maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so I, like I mentioned at the beginning, I moved back here to be closer to my family, um, to be closer to like my sister's events that they have going on all the time. So right now I took a se- or I took a season away a little bit from them not being as involved in their school activities. And so right now I just really feel like I'm called to like really get back into that and really cultivate those relationships where I maybe they weren't quite as strong because I wasn't as present with them for as long. Um, And starting a new job, just kind of seeing where that goes. I think that um, God has called me to just a different season with my work and how that will play out. Um, I'm really excited to see. Um, As well as like, I think in a, in a, broader sense, just the people around me and how mm-hmm. those relationships um, will kind of grow when I cultivate them in this season as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I feel like too, when you were talking about people, I feel like people definitely can affect your calling because you're learning from those people. And so sometimes that can kind of shape where the Lord has you. So I mm-hmm. like that you mentioned people 
being a huge part of that. And it can also be people in your life who are pouring into you and oh, sharing more yeah. about, mm-hmm. you know, seeing those things in you mm-hmm. and calling those things out can help sometimes, I think, kind of direct us in the direction that the Lord has for us. So I think he definitely uses people in that way. For sure. And I think so too. I've had a lot of um, time where I just put the emphasis on like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. I have had a lot of those confusing years um, and it's taken me a while to get here. But I think even when I look back on those times, like the difficult people that he brought into my life, they did teach me something. So in that season, that was my assignment maybe too. Mm. Um, So that goes back to the people and how they can definitely affect that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Nathan? Um, I think right now, Really, I just had two that came to my mind. Yeah. Um, and primarily that's to serve the church, uh, not just as my vocation. For me, I have the luxury of actually fulfilling my calling and mm. actually making a living at the same time. Mm. Um, Paul, I don't know how I got it better than you, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy really that yeah. I get to do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, like unlike some missionaries that have to come back and raise support and then go out and yeah. and live off of that, right? Like that's just such a blessing. Um, but then secondly, uh, right now I'm, you guys know this, our listeners might not, that I'm pursuing my master's degree. And so um, that's one of the other things that I'm called to in this season. It's obviously not going to last my whole life. I wouldn't <laughs> want <Amen>. it to. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I see that actually as, you know, that that's really kind of part of my, part of serving the church actually is going on in that education, um, learning more about the Lord, about his word, um, becoming more equipped for ministry. So I see that too as something that's, mm. I've really been called to for this season. Yeah. So I love that you mentioned school because um, listeners, I don't know if any of you right now are in that season where you're going to school or you're receiving some sort of training maybe um, on something that you feel like God has called you to. And a lot of the times in those seasons, sometimes we feel like we're not, and Nathan, you might not feel this as much since you're still um, like doing your job while you're going to school, but some of you who are out there who might be just going to school, I know when I was just going to school, sometimes you feel like you're not doing much for the Lord because you're so focused on what he's called you to do, but you don't feel like you're actually out there doing what he's called you to do. Like I know for me as a teacher, it's like you're going to these classes, you're like, I feel like I'm not living out my calling because I'm not directly acting, doing the thing that I feel like the Lord has called me to. And so... um, I feel like sometimes in our lives, we can be in those seasons. And so if any of you are in that season, I just wanna encourage you, and I know we all can agree on this, that the Lord sees you and he is so proud of where you are right now because he sees the work that you're doing now that is Mm -hmm. going to help you better live out your calling later, um, vocationally wise. And every single um, season is gonna be different. 
every single season. Some seasons you might be directly doing exactly what he's called you to do, but some seasons are seasons of waiting. And so we just wanna encourage you with that. Um, And just know that the Lord is so pleased with you and you don't have to figure out this one big calling um, for your life, but you are doing exactly what you need to be doing right now. Um, On that note, Lydia, it reminds me of just David's story you know, yeah. uh, because he was he was anointed to be the king of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. In front of his entire family. And then weeks later, what's he doing? He's still bringing bread to his brothers on the mm-hmm. battlefield. He's just kind of the music boy, right? For, <laughs> uh, for Saul. Yeah. And he's not, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the exact number of years off the top of my head, but no, years but, yeah. until he is finally actually mm-hmm. king. Yeah, from when it was spoken to when it actually comes. Right, and I go, man, that ought to be an encouragement to us Mm -hmm. if we feel like we are, we're waiting for maybe the fulfillment of some of what we feel like God might've already spoken over our lives. Mm -hmm. That, you know what? Just be faithful where you're at right now and just wait and trust that he's preparing you Mm -hmm. and he's gonna bring your calling or your purpose to fruition because he cares about it more than you actually do, yeah. right? Because he designed you for it. Yeah. So he'll bring it about. Yeah, I think one of the things that always encourages me in those seasons of like, it doesn't feel like what I'm doing is adding up to what I'm being asked to do ultimately or what I'm being called to do or what my purpose is. Um, I don't know where it is specifically, but talking about um, where you reap what you sow, those hours are not wasted, that God sees that, that he sees that time that you're putting in, whether to get better at your skill or your craft, um, that time where you're just spending time with him and spending time alone with him so that you're better prepared for what he's called you to. That always brings encouragement to my heart to know that those things aren't wasted because that's not how the kingdom works. The kingdom works in a way that you reap the things that you sow, but Mm -hmm. in a harvest season, things take time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. So for you guys, how do your passions, gifts, and interests influence your calling? Is that you want me to go first? <laughs> yeah. The rule is the unspoken rule again was ladies go first. But uh, just giving you a chance. That's all right. So um, Lydia, you said gifts and talents and yeah. passions and all those things. Yeah, how do those kind of go into and influence your calling or how you kind of figured out right. what the Lord had for you in this season? Right. Um, well, I think I think God takes those things into account when he makes us, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that he puts passions and, and giftings, um, talents into us that he knows you're going to need this to fulfill the purpose that I've got for you. Um, And that's not to say that he's never going to call you to something that maybe at first you're not entirely skilled for because you have to learn, right? Or you're not entirely passionate about at first. But it is to say that I think God will give us kind of a unique uh, grace over our lives to fulfill the purpose he has for us on the earth. Um, and for me, uh, you know, obviously part of that right now, that was like, okay, when I was young, I found out, wow, I'm terrible at sports, but I love music, (laughs) right? (laughs) I love music and, oh, 
wow, uh, my heart started coming alive to Jesus and I discovered worship music and I was like, oh my gosh. And that was like my passion, my talent was just kind of fitting together. And then I go, oh, I'm supposed to use my gifts to serve the church and to build up the church. And so then I got involved in doing that. So I think that um, for me personally, those were like the things that, that like that's kind of how I found uh part of my calling, if you will, Mm -hmm. is by pursuing just where were the places that I was naturally passionate and gifted in, you know, whatever. And and then as I did that, I understood, oh my gosh, maybe this is what Mm. some of what he's called me to. It's a beautiful design that God Mm. has created us with these specific things, not only ways he's gifted us, but ways yeah. he's given us a passion for certain things. And when yeah. those two meet together, that's how we can see how beautifully he orchestrates yeah. showing us what he has for us. Yeah, I agree. I think that like it's part of your like toolbox to ministry to others mm-hmm. too, to minister to others. Um, like, For example, I'm a big runner. I really like to run and I'm never going to be a professional runner (laughs) and like be sponsored by anyone, but I like to do it. And that isn't my vocation, but in all of the races that I've run, especially this last one a month ago, um, the marathon that I ran, like there were so many opportunities that I had to encourage people along the way Mm -hmm. um, and to like kind of minister into them, even Mm -hmm. though it was bad towards the end. I felt like I was going to die, <laughs> but I made it oh through. Oh my goodness, I'd be right there with you. Um, but like even that or something as simple as like the cashier at Hy-Vee or someone bagging your groceries um, mm. where yes, you definitely use your gifts where you were, should be while you're like doing work too. But I think- <laughs> On top of that, too, I think that there are also passions outside of work that you can definitely cultivate as well mm-hmm. um, in your free time. Yeah. Yeah, I love um, both of you kind of hinted at that. Those things that you're just like naturally either drawn towards or have a knack for. I think the enemy is really easy at making you think that that's not something special that you're good at. Mm-hmm. Like it's Sometimes it's not until you get around other people that they can kind of point those things out more than you can even see them in yourself. That like, you know, I love to do things administratively and really pay attention to the details. It's not till I get around a team of other people mm-hmm. that I realize like, oh wait, everyone can't do that. I like, I like doing those things. That's easy for me and it's not easy for others. So I think Mm -hmm. with finding that and even finding your interests or passion or those natural Mm -hmm. tendencies, ask the people around you because they can be really good about um, seeing those things in you. You get so stuck in some, your own head or you're seeing culture where it seems like anybody can do anything that they want, Mm -hmm. that what you are naturally gifted at doesn't seem to stand out. So look to other Mm -hmm. people who you trust to speak into your life, to um, show you what those things are, maybe point them out and just say, just ask them, ask them what things that maybe they, that seem to come natural to you that maybe don't come natural to them that, you know, yeah. you just kind of have a knack for. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And kind of going off of that too, I know we mentioned a little bit ago, but I just want to speak for a minute to those people who feel like they are multi-passionate, where they feel like, I know I was one of these people, and I know some of us maybe in different seasons have felt like that. Um, But personally for me, I felt like I went through a season where I just felt like I had so many different passions. And I was like, God, why can't you make it just more clear to me how you're going to use these passions all together for one career. I just feel like I was focused so much on trying to solve the calling, as in career calling, um, problem that I was trying to figure out and I was trying to listen to him. And just for those people who feel like they might be in that season where they have a lot of different passions or they are passionate about a lot of different things, but they don't know, you might not know how all those things are gonna work together. I would just want to encourage you to know that your passions and your gifts can be used for different things in different seasons. And it doesn't always look the same. Um, I know for me, um, and you guys know this, but worship to me, I love worship and I love singing. And that's always been such a passion of mine. And when I decided to go into teaching, I knew so clearly that the Lord had gifted me in that way. Um, But I went through a season where it was kind of like, I felt like I had all these different passions and one of them was worship. And and I just remember the Lord um, just speaking so clearly to my heart that I can still fulfill the call God has on my life to lead people in worship and to use those gifts to make disciples and honor him in all that I do. It doesn't have to be your career. He might use a different one of your passions Mm -hmm. or a different one of your gifts. Um, And so that just comes kind of comes to mind um, for people who might feel like they're multi passionate or they just have a lot of things that they love. Um, And a lot of those things are pleasing to the Lord. And a lot of those things are um, different ways that he can use you, but you might just not use them all in different seasons or in different, um, in in a job necessarily. Yes. So I just had a thought as you were saying that, (laughs) Um, thinking about people that go, man, I have, I feel like I have multiple passions, talents, giftings, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't feel like you have to like, fit the mold, Mm. you know, don't feel like you have to fit inside any kind of box um, of others that have gone before you. Like it's got to look like this person or it's got to look like, you know, what they Mm -hmm. did. Like you have a unique calling and purpose on the earth that only you can fulfill. God Mm -hmm. shaped it just for you. So it doesn't have to look like anybody else's. It can look like you. Just be yourself, just, you know, bust out of the um, the boundaries that, you know, might be holding some of those uh, those things back, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely love that because I know for me um, in my story, I went to college and got a degree in education. So I'm certified to teach K through middle school, whatever. And I don't teach. I don't work in a school. Um, I am around kids. I'm in children's ministry. But I remember struggling with that so much in college because I'm like, I'm getting a degree in education. How could I not go be a teacher? And a lot of people around me are like, "You wait, why are you getting a degree if you don't want to be a teacher? <laughs> um, but it was actually my mom who was like, do you feel like this is the right thing? Do you feel like this lines up with what God is asking you to do? 
And I was like, yeah, even though it doesn't make sense. She's like, well, then trust that because that's what's going to be most important down the road. And now working in children's ministry so many times, my education degree has come into use that I never would have imagined. Um, But in the middle of it, it was really scary to be like, I'm going to go to school for one thing and spend all my time and energy here just to do something else. But, you know, it was just like Nathan was saying that, Sometimes it doesn't fit the mold and that's totally okay Mm -hmm. that if your degree doesn't line up with the job, doesn't line up with your passion, that all three of those things can be different and that's totally okay if you're moving closer in a relationship with God and loving the people around Mm -hmm. you well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from someone who changed their major four times in college. (laughs) um, I also (laughs) went through college not knowing a single thing of what I wanted to do afterwards. I got a generic degree. Um, And I've done everything from selling shoes to selling newspaper media (laughs) products (laughs) to um, working at a hair salon to... You know, I've done a lot of weird random things. That's awesome. But um, comparison is like part of what has crept into my journey at several Mm -hmm. different times because of that. And it honestly is the thief of joy. Um, If you can't do what you enjoy doing, what you've been called to do, the purpose that God has placed on your life because you're comparing yourself to somebody else, then what really, I mean, what really are you doing then? You're just sacrificing yourself, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think comparison always lends itself to trick us to believe that there's not enough to go around, right? Mm. Like I want to be doing something similar to them. I have similar interests. I have similar passions. Mm -hmm. I have a similar degree as them. I could see myself doing that. All of that is okay. You can look up to someone. You can say, I think this aligns with what um, God has for me, but don't start living once you compare that, if they have that spot, then I don't get it because there is more than enough work in the kingdom to go around. There's so much to be done. And when we start to compare, we start to put ourselves in their spot that God has for them when there are plenty of spots and a specific spot that God has for each and every one of us. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. there's no FOMO in the kingdom, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have yes. to fear missing out, no. not in the kingdom. Exactly, no. yeah. And just one more thing on that because I just feel like this leads totally to in Romans when it talks about the church as a body and how every single part of the body, whether yeah. you are an arm or a leg or the head, well, God is the head. But whatever piece of the church body that you are, you are needed. Like Nathan said, for building up the church, you are absolutely needed. And your calling may look different than someone else's. What you bring to the body may look different, but it is needed and valued by God. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So how has your calling looked in different seasons of your life? How's that played out specifically for you guys? Um, Well, I kind of touched on it a little bit. I've been around several different states the last few years. um, And some of those seasons have been really good for me. Um, They all have produced growth um, and which is a good thing. um, Growth with my relationship with Christ, with people around me. um, And even in some of my darkest times, um, I didn't necessarily want that season to end. Um, Mm which is 
kind of silly because it was a dark time for me. Um, but I think because change is hard sometimes yeah. um, and just relying on learning to rely more on God than my own security and comfort in that season and my job at the time and my living situation at the time. And I am kind of a perfectionist. So me feeling like I failed um, during that season because of my circumstances that were mm -hmm. presented to me. Um, so I think it's different for everybody, but I think, um, I honestly think that you just keep listening to what God has yeah. to yeah. say. Um, mm -hmm. And when he tells you to move, you just move. Mm -hmm. um, you can be yeah. stubborn like me sometimes, but <laughs> it's hard. I don't yeah. recommend it. Um, but yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I go back to, again, we were talking about like the, the really general idea of calling, right? Mm -hmm. I think what really helped me was coming back to that and going, even when things were changing in my life or I wasn't sure about things, what do I know he's told me to do? Yeah. I, I do know that I am to love the Lord with all my heart. Mm -hmm. I do know that I'm supposed to love people like you were talking about mm -hmm. earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, do what you know. Those Like what you know he's already said, what he's shown you, stay with that. Um, just for, I know you said you wanted me to share a little bit of my story. So yeah. um, I was... I went to study in Australia for like a year. I had planned on staying there for three years. That was the plan when I left America and it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I left after like 11-ish months, uh, came back. I went up to Chicago. I was there for a semester studying, again, college. And then that changed as well, I came back to Peoria. That's when I jumped back into Northwoods and I continued the rest of my college studies online while I worked full time. And so it was like everything that I thought God had called me to or I was supposed to be in, it was just like, felt like it was changing all the time. And I didn't know where I was going, what I was doing, felt like shaking with my head cut off, right? Just like running around. I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> yes. me too. But, I, but it helped me to remember, okay, what do I know to be true? Go back to what I know is true. Um, and there's actually a, there's a great scripture here if I can find it real quick. Um, in Psalm 57 verse 2. Uh, the psalmist says, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Mm -hmm. He will fulfill his purpose for you. Even if you don't know it, you're not sure where you're going. His leadership over your life is perfect. And I think that that's what I've had to come to trust is that he'll lead me in a way that I can understand. If I just stay close with him, I keep my, my heart and my plans submitted to him. Uh, he'll take care of everything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. And such comfort to know that the Lord has, he already has the plans written out, right. like you said. Yeah. And if we're just sticking to what we know to be true about him, that he's faithful and that he's going to see us through. And, and I think sometimes I have to remind myself, and I know I was talking to a couple of friends about this, but, um, 
just remembering that if the Lord wants something done through your life and He's called and planned for specifically you to do it, nothing's gonna stop him from fulfilling that. That's right. right. He's yeah. God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nothing's mm-hmm. gonna stop him from fulfilling those promises. And so that just brings so much peace. And I pray that whoever's listening, that that brings you peace too, knowing that that he and his plans cannot be stopped. Yeah, yeah. And that just reminds me of something I've been learning a lot too lately, that we can be going... Um, fully in one direction. So I'm thinking like Nathan for you, you know, fully committed to going to Australia for three years with that plan, making all the arrangements, you know, getting everything lined up. And then a year later, finding out the next right thing for you to do is to come home. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the times we think, shoot, I I missed God on that first Mm -hmm. year. I missed God on that. Like, what was I doing? Was I not listening? But that wrong turn to what seems like a wrong turn for us is the Mm -hmm. exact path he had for us the whole time. We think that when we're following God perfectly, our life will look like a straight line. And that's just not how it always is. (laughs) That the right right thing and perfectly walking with God was going off for a year or Mm -hmm. studying this and doing that. And those were the things that he had for us. Yeah. Um, Just another word of encouragement too, if I can. Of course. Um, you know, Kayla, you said that when stuff is changing like that, it doesn't mean you've completely missed it, right? Right. Um, I also just think about maybe uh, if you're encountering challenge in any kind of way, um, pain, that also doesn't mean that you've missed it. Um, because mm. I go, yeah. think about Jesus, right? Jesus was perfectly in the calling that the Father had on his life when he was bleeding naked on the cross, right? Mm -hmm. And he was experiencing pain. Uh, My favorite, this is the verse I wanted to share. One of my favorite verses in Jeremiah, if you read his life, uh, Mm. his story is like one of the saddest stories. I mean, just misunderstood. His family, his friends betrayed him. He went to a people who would never listen to him. And in Jeremiah 12, he's complaining to the Lord about these things that are happening to him. And uh, in verse five, this is how the ESV says it. It says, if you've raced with men on foot and they've wearied you, how will you compete with horses? And if in a safe land you are so trusting, what will you do in the thicket of the Jordan? And basically God's saying, hey, you think it's hard right now? It's gonna get harder. (laughs) Like more challenge is gonna come. And so... uh, I think it's also just, it's good to remember that if you're facing challenge, if you're facing pain, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've missed it, you've screwed up or that you're outside of your calling somehow. Like yeah. oftentimes that's that could be right when you're in the smack dab center of it. Yeah, yeah, that reminds me um, of a phrase that I've heard that the enemy wants to steal what's valuable, right? Like if you have, a car that you forgot to lock, if there's nothing in it, no one's going to break into it. If it's empty, you know, if it's a Jeep with its top off, but they know that and they don't keep anything valuable there, nobody's going to come after that. Nobody's going to steal that. So oftentimes a lot when we're moving towards the calling and the purpose and the passions that God has for us, the enemy sees that value and he goes after that. So those oppositions, the pain is, Mm -hmm. you know, what comes because of that, because you're moving in the right direction Mm -hmm. and because there's value and worth to what you're doing. Right. Exactly. 
more than conquerors kind of implies something we have to conquer, right? right? <laughs> yeah. And then we, yes. we start complaining and getting right. all like going crazy when there's something that's actually in the way. Yeah. We're like, yeah. God, what? <laughs> yeah. I was doing what you said. Yeah. Well, <laughs> remember what I said. It. Keep doing <laughs> that's it. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, kind of a segue to this. So we talked a little bit about how your calling has maybe looked a little bit different in different seasons of life, um, sort of a little bit about your guys' stories. What would you guys say if there are friends out there who um, maybe are struggling with discerning the Lord's calling for their life? Um, how do we point people towards their callings? Well, I first want you to know that you aren't alone. Um, I don't yeah. think that there are a lot of people who maybe think, like when I was going through it, I didn't, I felt very much alone. Like not a lot of people can relate to me because like all my friends went to school to be a teacher. So they knew, or the nurse or whatever else they're, my friends went to do. But um, I felt just like, okay, I'm wandering out here trying to figure out my calling this whole time that everyone else knows theirs or they know exactly what God has in store for their life. Um, so just know that you're not alone. Um, I think it's a lot more common than we all like to believe that it is. Um, and I would say we've touched on both of these already, but just stay rooted in him. And like yeah. spend time in his word, listening to what he has to tell you and also surround yourself with a good community of people who are going to encourage you and to speak into those truths. Like Kayla said earlier, um, can point some of those um, passions and uh, gifts that you have that you might not know you have yet. Um, and that can provide some wise counsel for you when you need it. Um, who's yeah. not just gonna tell you what you wanna hear, but can actually give you some advice. Yeah. Yeah, that's such truth. I love that. Definitely. I feel like there's been a lot of really awesome people looking back who've spoken into my life. And it's just crazy how God mm -hmm. uses people like that. It's really, really awesome. Yeah. Great, guys. Well, we just kind of want to close off with sharing a verse with you guys. Um, and we just pray that this verse would encourage your heart. It kind of encompasses a lot of what we've been talking about. Um, it's found in Colossians 3, 23, 24. And it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So guys, it all goes back to serving God and all that we do, whatever that may be, that is our calling. That is our purpose. And so you guys, thank you so much for being on the show today thank and you. for sharing thank such truth. I know that this is going to encourage so many people. And if you're out there and as we were talking about earlier, if you are struggling with figuring out God's calling for your life, know that if you are following him and you're submitting everything you're doing right now to his will and discerning his voice, then you are fulfilling your calling as a Christ mm -hmm. follower. Yeah. So we pray that that's encouraging to you. Thank you guys again for being on the show and we'll see you next time.